Hi, and welcome back to the Mom Mentality Show. I'm Chris Lucian, and my co-host is Austin Chadwick. And today we have uh, Robin Vanden Bogard, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, his experience mobbing and the doors that might have been opened from doing such, improving design, scouting, those sorts of things. But first, Robin, would you uh, go ahead and give us an introduction? Yeah, of course. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. I'm uh, Robin Fenden Bogart. I live in the Netherlands. Uh, I'm uh, 40 years old, always uh, passionate about uh, software developing. And that's uh, and uh, the past six months, I've started uh, mob programming. And uh, that's why I'm here. Fantastic. Well, uh, yeah, let's let's get right into it um and and maybe you know if you can describe the lead up you know how you got into it what uh what both challenges and successes you 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 experienced those sorts of things and just tell us all the right story. okay thank you um uh when i joined this team in january uh we were still doing scrum and uh from past experiences i always prefer to pair program and uh, this team was working in silos. And uh, immediately that uh, I, I tried to pair as much as possible. I played a little dumb fun. Hey, uh, can we pair? I don't get it. Uh, can you help me with this? Uh, and that uh, kind of rubbed off on the team. Uh, so that was a fun experience. And uh, in February, a new uh, teammate also joined the team that uh, also really prefer to pair programs. So that kind of went, uh, got a thing in, in our team to pair program as much as possible. Uh, but we still had a lot of uh, process issues that were just really clunky and uh, time consuming. And uh, during one of the retros, um, I asked the team for now, okay, we've got this list with problems that uh, we want to address. Uh, I've I know about a way how we can achieve all those problems uh, to just disappear like magic. And uh, I dropped uh, the bomb of mob programming and uh, there was uh, a light skepticism among the team members. But overall, the the reaction was very positive, uh, unlike I, I uh, experienced in the past when I uh, opted for uh, solutions like this. And uh, because the, the the reactions were so positive, I, I followed up in the in the next sprint uh, uh, in a one on one with every team member. So how serious are you about trying to go more programming with the team? And everyone said, yeah, we'll give it a go. And during the same sprint, uh, we decided to start mob programming the very next day and uh, see where it took us. And uh, we haven't gone back since. And we're now mob programming every day, all day. And uh, everyone is uh, really enjoying it. So, yeah, it's, it's uh, how we started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so it sounds like you built some momentum. Um, I, I guess, you know, everybody to, to choose to continue to mob, you must have experienced some, you know, positive impacts. Do you, can you describe any of those? Uh, yeah, let me think. Uh, I think the uh, the knowledge sharing was a, a big part of uh, of the contribution uh, that we had. Uh, everyone was really respectful to each other already from the from the get go, so that that really helped. Um, 
and uh, the domain knowledge. Uh, there was there was a, I was a new team member, and another guy was a new team member. So the the, the domain knowledge uh, uh, spread really fast, and that was something the the others really enjoyed, and that was one of the pain points as well. Uh, every time there was a question when we were still doing sprints, like in a Scrum setting. Um, the uh, uh, the knowledge was not there and uh, we had to wait because someone was away or in another meeting and we couldn't continue work. So it was really uh, slowing us down. And uh, that was one of the, the biggest, I think, influences when uh, why everyone really enjoyed it. Um, the domain knowledge uh, spread really fast. And also, um, uh, the general knowledge about how to write good software. Uh, yeah, it's you, you're gonna give each other tips on how to use the IDE. But, uh, why why aren't you using this shortcut? That was uh, really liberating for. Uh, uh, and I love to teach. Uh, so, <laughs> um, yeah. Every time someone uh, didn't understand something, I just I always took my time to explain stuff, and I'm very calm when I do it and uh, I think people enjoy it uh, so that, that yeah I think uh, there's yeah there was so much positivity uh, when when mobbing uh, I think it just rubs off and everyone would was, yeah we want more of this were there any big challenges uh, well we had uh, yeah when we started mobbing uh, we were really dictating a lot Ah, do this, do this, do this. Uh, write this character there. It's all—it's really detailed uh, dictating how to write the code, uh, and that's really tiring. And uh, that was our biggest uh, thing in mobbing that kind of struck us. I said, ah, this is this is not how it is supposed to go. And uh, uh, once we uh, really called it out, said, okay, guys. What are we doing? <laughs> we're all uh, experienced software engineers. We don't need to really dictate what we're going to type, right? Uh, let's try to explain a little bit more what the idea is and uh, give, give the typist a little bit more freedom in how to, uh, how to uh, implement the code. And uh, if you see something happening that you would rather like to see different, then uh, call it out. Nice. let's stop with the dictating yeah <laughs> yeah and, and sometimes it's needed but i you know i think uh they're they're in my experience and i for some reason even though i've been doing it for uh, about six years now full-time mob programming i still will find myself more like clenched and more like every once in a while like with the low-level navigation and i realized that when I find myself low level navigating a lot, there's this, uh, the side effect is I often feel more stressed because it's like, I'm waiting for each keystroke to be just as I'm thinking, or, you know, things like that, where when you back off and you're like, ah, oh, what are y'all thinking? And then we kind of decide a direction you give just enough guidance. It, it's, uh, I feel like it's something I've heard Chris say many times before, but like lean is cathartic. Like when you find that balance, it's like, it's more enjoyable, but also more effective at the same time. <laughs> and so, mm -hmm. Austin, um, you, you may need to start blindfolding yourself when you're navigating. <laughs> exactly. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. When I find yeah. myself like, uh, you know, uh, it, it, you know, 
um, watching every keystroke and being like, no, they picked the wrong one. You know, <laughs> what, what, what drives me crazy a little bit is uh, um, the uh, shortcuts. Uh, so so if it's like, yeah. if I know a shortcut for something, I just like immediately want to say it. And often I just have, like, have to write it down and then give the feedback later. Um, but yeah, you know, certainly um, I think most mobs go through this. Uh, it's kind of like a maturity thing, right? So if you had a maturity model, uh, model of mobbing, I, I think you'd see something like, you know, low level navigation of experienced yeah. developers as like one of the first steps and then and then gradually getting better and better. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, often I recommend like... Uh, just uh, you know trying varying levels of abstraction I, I i try and generally start as at the highest level of abstraction so um uh you know give a really really like high level and then only if somebody is struggling to move forward do i move it down and that that tends to work really well and um i, I think often people get into this mode where uh they want to show off their expertise or they want to, um, or they think that the person um, driving or typing doesn't know a concept. And mm -hmm. I think often, um, if you use the higher levels of abstraction, you'll find that uh, they even have a different or better way of of approaching the problem as well. And so um, it, it's almost like a, uh, you know, provide as little detail as possible to get the test passing, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, it really helps if you also know the the experience level of uh, of the the one that's typing. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the the level of extraction really needs to differ uh, uh, based on who's typing. Um, another thing that uh, uh, that I wanted to mention is that uh, the typist uh, in the in the beginning really would like to take control. Uh, of what's going to happen. Uh, mm -hmm. And as a typist, I myself have a lot of trouble also not trying to uh, generate ideas from, oh, guys, should we work on this now? <laughs> it's uh, really hard for me to to uh, to be quiet and uh, let the others come up with ideas. And sometimes I need to remind uh, the others and uh, others uh, re needs to remind the mob of, okay, guys, what do you want me to do? Uh, instead of just working something out uh, solo and uh, let, yeah. letting the rest watch. You don't so, want the typist and the watchers, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it sometimes still happens, even now. And uh, it's uh, we recently started with mini retros uh, uh, every day uh, at the end of the day. So, so what what went well and what went uh, uh, bad, uh, and that really helps as well. Uh, just to call out things I was, ah, I didn't really like this and uh, I was uh, kind of dozing off over here uh, and uh, stuff like that really it's uh, we've got uh, a really open team no one is afraid to 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 say anything how things are going so that's really cool yeah yeah that's great I'm reminded of the mob programming RPG the driver role to earn experience points um, mm -hmm. one of the options for earning experience is to type something you disagree with, right? So, so it's oh, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, listening to the navigator. So it's kind of a, a fun variation. It's, uh, on that. 
We haven't uh, played the mob RPG yet, but I've dropped it a few times. So hey, there's a, a game that we could try. And uh, I think some are open, but others are skeptical for now. Are you sure? <laughs> but it's, it, it's I, a good time. And I think um, some of the benefit is, so I, I've played the RPG with people. And one thing that I noticed is that there will be a lot of aha. Like I, I didn't know that that was a desired behavior in this role. Um, mm -hmm. and so, uh, but yeah, some of what you're describing right now certainly, um, sounds like it, it, it gets addressed in that way, but that's just one of, of uh, numerous ways to approach those things. But yeah. obviously retrospectives at the end of the day is a great way to iterate towards better. I had a follow-up yeah. question on, uh, y you said like in your mini retros, the team can say, quote unquote, say anything. Um, and that's. Uh, something I've been thinking more about lately, like how do teams get there and how do some teams not get there? Like I've been on teams that haven't been there and I've been on a lot of teams that have gotten there. And I'm just curious on your experience. How do you think your team got to that place where they can just say anything, speak their mind, bring their full self kind of thing? Um, I don't know. I'm a self, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm really sensitive. So if there's tension in the team, uh, I'm, uh, I, I get, uh, affected by it a lot and uh, I'm also very outspoken so I'm going to address that elephant in the room if it's there and uh, I think uh, uh, all the other team members are really open as well so I think they're yeah they're, it's I, I, I don't know if that's uh, uh, if that's the cause but I think it really helps to have just uh, yeah We've, we all respect each other and yeah I, I don't know if 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 we did something to trigger that uh, uh, that setting that allows us to to be so open I think um so so would you like would you describe that as like having empathy for people like like empathizing with points of view and then also be willing to facilitate feedback that sort of thing so like you know so, so you're on a team and and you can detect i guess when one person is upset with another even if you're not involved and and bridging that gap i i, I think i think there's a lot of truth in that because I, I think that um that's certainly a role that i've played on mobs uh in in the past and so um you know, I, I think it's an interesting thing, but I think it's it's really valuable for people to develop empathy, right? Develop their their empathy, you know, and understanding where other people are coming from and, and other things along those lines. And so, um, you know, I, I think some people just naturally came into it through their up, upbringing and then there are others that <laughs> really struggle. Um, and that's where a lot of miscommunication happens. Is there is there anything... Is there anything in particular that you've used to develop your em empathy or em em empathic uh, behavior? Or is it something where you just like grew up that way sort of thing? I, I believe I grew up that way. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think fair. that's also the, the easiest answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but no, uh, I always, uh, I really get, uh, uh, my blood starts boiling if I see something that feels unjust and uh, 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 I don't always speak out immediately I just kind of wait it out and uh, but at some point I just can't 
retain myself to just i need mm. to speak up uh but it, it has never gotten that bad in our situation but we had we had a uh in in this team we had uh, at most i think two days of quite tense uh, conversations and uh, kind of snappy comments to each other for now ah, do it like this do it like that uh, and then it says okay okay what's going on guys <laughs> <laughs> this nice. is not how we uh, how we want to communicate I think there's something that needs to be addressed there but I don't know what it is and and there was some tension between uh, two colleagues that uh, then spoke up and uh, and we settled it and after that uh, the rest of the day we were laughing again and uh, things got <laughs> fun again Good, good. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think um, I think the five dysfunctions of a team book put it as mining for conflict. And I think uh, I think the thing I add on to it from recent experiences is mine for conflict when it's small, because <laughs> when it's interpersonal stuff and it grows and grows and grows, it becomes this giant monster that even like the best hostage negotiator or therapist, it, they would struggle to... Uh, to grapple with, with the team where I feel like when you mine for conflict, when you first start noticing it, it's almost like, I don't want to say anybody can do it, but it's almost like, uh, it, when it's small, people find ways to figure out ways to solve it. 99% of the time, even, and I feel like maybe that's why the radical candor book just says, just say it. <laughs> you're going to say yeah. it imperfectly. You're probably going to do it poorly. But if you, if you just say it when it's early, usually a team does a good job figuring it out, you know, 99% of the time. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And I, I wonder if that came naturally to you because you are so sensitive to it, <laughs> you feel it when it's like the very kernel or seed of it, you know, it's just about it's brewing, you know? <laughs> and so, yeah. Um, uh, I think it, it does. Um, and also I really want this mobbing to work in our yeah. team and uh yeah. because I, I really get energy of uh mob programming uh i really thrive uh, on it i go happy to work i leave happy and uh i have fun during the day so that's uh, uh and and during those moments i was having less fun uh so and i wanted to get the same amount of fun uh, as before again <laughs> yeah I, I feel 100% the same way. So I'm, I'm right with you, man. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so when you're, uh, so your team adopted it uh, and you've kind of progressed through different stages uh, and getting more comfortable with each other. Um, were there, uh, I don't know what management looks like in your organization, but were there any like questions for management or anything else like from the outside in that was, uh, either preventing or supporting all of this? Um, well, there was never, uh, uh, we didn't really ask for approval. It's, uh, uh, that the organization lets the team, uh, be very open in how they approach things so there was no no real uh, uh, mandate that you had to follow most of the teams are using scrum and they have a lot of uh, scrum masters we had a scrum master as well and we said ah, we want to uh, uh, abandon scrum and go mobbing and so okay let's let's try scrum band then he says yeah that's fine that uh, it gives us ample of opportunity to pick up what we want to pick up uh, and the uh, product owner can uh, change priority as much as you want. Uh, uh, we're not going to predict uh, anymore how much work we're going to deliver in the next 
set of days. Uh, we're just going to uh, pick up a task and then when it's done we'll ask what's the next best uh, thing you want us to work on and that really helps as well it um, but they are struggling with the estimations because upper management still wants estimations mm. um, so what we do now is we just create really small tasks in jira and uh, at the end of the day we'll say okay we complete another bunch of tasks and just report the amount of tasks we completed and we'll we'll make them as big as or large as we want and uh, they'll settle for that um uh nice. the the product owner when i opted uh, to start mobbing uh was a little bit skeptical because uh the way we work is uh, you guys have are already having trouble uh keeping everyone busy uh with the task in the current sprint uh so uh how are you guys going to stay busy if you are uh, working on one task <laughs> with the whole team um uh it's, yeah that's kind of the beauty of mobbing so you, everyone is busy with one task and when that task is done you start with the next one uh yeah is uh was their viewpoint shifted at all did, did you get any comments back from that product owner as you progressed uh when i started in this team i noticed there was a uh, uh, a lot of um uh there was no trust in the ability of this team they thought mm. they, they thought ah this is not not a really predict productive team uh, but we are working on uh, a new standard and um, uh, the new standard is growing while we uh, work on it and uh, that's why uh, oh, they're not delivering they're only adding or increasing the work there they need to do uh, so the trust in our team was a, a little bit low and uh, when i asked now uh, if I am asking the business now, what's uh, I think the trust is gaining in us again, uh, and I personally uh, uh, thank Mob Programming for that. I really think that the trust uh, we're delivering more, uh, the quality is going up, uh, so releases are more frequent, and uh, the the product is more stable. Uh, and I think uh, everyone else uh, around us and uh, the teams that uh, need to uh, uh, use our API is uh, also noticing that. And uh, I think that's, uh, I think, yeah, I think trust is uh, growing in our team. Yeah, I, I think uh, when we uh, had started mobbing um, back in kind of my first experience, the it was very similar. The organization had very little trust in the ability of the team to deliver and, and the, just that shift. And then, and then the subsequent deliveries and consistency was very uh, reinforcing to the company's image to the team's uh, abilities. And, and it just continued to grow so much that it kind of outpaced every other team. Um, cool. And so, yeah. <laughs> All right on good stuff. Yeah. I've definitely seen that too. And, uh, uh, we got some questions queued up on improving design, boy scouting, staying up to date and that kind of thing. But one thing I wanted to ask to help set the context a little bit more. So you guys started your mobbing journey and how long has that been journey been going on for? Um, I started with this company in January and, uh, in April we, uh, started mobbing. Nice. So that's uh, a small, uh, half year now, a little bit over. Yeah. Sweet. And this episode is recorded in December. 
<laughs> oh yeah yes it may not get out till the new year but yes it's recorded in december and uh cool so you uh mentioned design here uh there's kind of a, a delta in design um as you've gone on your mobbing uh quest here uh do you want to uh, talk a little bit about that your experiences there yeah um uh, this company uh of this team that i'm working on is uh, maintaining a uh i think at the current time nine microservices and uh, um, the design was there but uh, we really started to favor ports and adapters and uh, not everyone was aware of uh, of the ports and adapters design and um, uh, we're gradually uh, changing all the microservices to this design. And uh, uh, every time we hit one of the microservices, we try to, ah, we're in this area now. How can we change the design to be more ports and adapters, change the uh, the dependencies inwards and, uh, and stuff like that. And, uh, uh, and there was a, a great to to teach the, the team how to implement ports and adapters. And uh, uh, I never used it in a production uh, code as either. So uh, it was a great learning experience for the whole team. So, so how can we do this? And uh, it was a really fun experience. And uh, uh, now every time uh, we see something that's out of uh, out of place, we start to ah, is this something we want to change now, or uh, do we want to stay uh, more on route of the pro solving the problem? Uh, and we gradually try to improve the design this way. Uh, and it, yeah, it's really beneficiary to uh, do this in a mob uh, because you can always decide not to do uh, parts of it right now, but maybe later. Nice, nice. Yeah, and I think that that goes right in with your uh, the other topic of uh, scouting. And uh, yeah, if you're changing it already and you've got a mob where you have the knowledge and the safety and uh, in my experience is the tests, it's a great time yeah. to add some elements like that because it just, uh, uh, neat code feels nice, right? It, it's less confused, less exactly. stressful. And uh, where you know... Here's the core uh, of our logic, um, and then here's the ports and adapters and, and things like that. And uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a wonderful place to live. <laughs> so yeah, that's awesome. Uh, maybe a follow up question would be, how do you? Our mob struggles with it too, and sometimes someone has a passion answer, and we just go with it. And sometimes it's kind of like crickets for a while, where we're kind of everyone's on the fence. How do you decide when it's time to scout and when it's not time to scout? Something like that. <laughs> Uh, well, usually we just ask it on, in the mob. On, okay, uh, I've got this change. Um, uh, it's gonna be kind of big uh, if we're gonna refactor this. Yeah. Uh, is this something we would like to do right now, or uh, can it wait? Or uh, a follow-up question usually is: uh, Can we make it smaller? Can we do just a, a little bit of it first? instead of all the things. Um, but uh, sometimes we had uh, done a refactor and uh, it didn't work out and we spent all day working on it. Uh, but the next day when we come back, from, uh, this is gonna be endless guys, just let's start over. <laughs> uh, and we and you, and you we, we would roll it back. Uh, and 
Uh, oh, this uh, this was a, this is a great example as well. We had two ideas how to uh, tackle this uh, this rewrite, how to solve the problem, uh, and uh, I opted uh, an idea that uh, that took all day uh, to implement, and it was uh, growing huge. So at the end of the day, we said, okay, this is not going to work. Uh, let's uh, let's roll it back. And the next day we started with the other idea and we were done in uh, in half a day with uh, with the task. And that was uh, really awesome. And uh, uh, some people might say, well, that's kind of a waste of five people working on one problem. Uh, but we learned so much during that day. And that knowledge went straight into the next idea uh, in the in the in the in the other idea, and the lessons learned from that day are still very valuable to uh, making the the new solution work uh, and done, get it done that quick. I think um, that also kind of reminds me of, of just this, like a, in a mob, it's so much easier to avoid the sunk cost fallacy, like when you should yeah. throw something away, but. <laughs> but you don't want to, I think when you're alone, it, I think it's sometimes harder to do that because you're just like so invested or, or maybe you can no longer think of a different way to do it. And so I think one of the big benefits of mobbing in general is just the ability, uh, even for somebody skeptical to go along with the rest of the mob for some time. And then, and then, you know, with no hard feelings, you know, throw away a portion of the code that was just written and in favor of a better direction um yeah. and and you know that that certainly takes a lot of i guess willpower um and that's kind of what i like to think about is that when you're in a mob it's a collective willpower you, you, it's much easier to do the right thing rather than you know going and eating the ice cream out of the refrigerator or something <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> Uh, and also you immediately get validated by the rest of the team if if it's really worth it to continue on this path or or just abandon it and try something else uh, because uh yeah the, the guys are right there to uh, yeah. to say for you, yeah this this is indeed uh, not making the code better so let's just yeah. try something else yeah. and if somebody was by themselves and continue with that solution it may actually have costed more than five people's worth of time in the long run and yeah. so generally speaking it's it's probably less expensive to maintain that piece of code now mm -hmm. and so um you know I, I think the flip side of it is is that maybe it's not a waste of five people of a day maybe it's it, it's the savings of a whole team over the uh, course of years you know 30 minutes to 45 minutes at a time whenever they come back and look at that code um yeah. and and it's not an intuitive perspective shift uh for people yeah. to make yeah and I, and I think too that um I, I don't know the feeling i get because software engineering is such a young 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 industry compared to other disciplines that sometimes when i you, you open up some code either by yourself or with others and i feel like uh there's a million different ways to paint yourself into a corner. <laughs> it's like the, 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 the code will let you do it. Right. Um, and maybe that's a bit of an exaggeration, but I think, you know, while it's hard to say like morally wrong or something like that, just there's a million less effective ways to go. And there's probably a million effective ways to go, but it's just so open-ended that while with a mob, you do lose whatever time it took uh, for the whole mob to learn that lesson. Maybe they paint themselves in a corner for an hour, maybe it's a day, but then you walk away with five people or whoever is in the mob learning that lesson, as opposed to those five people all painting themselves in different corners because <laughs> you're going to do it 
because the industry is so young uh, that, uh, yeah, like you said, Chris, the sunk cost fallacy, but also now everybody has learned it and now yeah. we can, we can do better <laughs> next time. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I guess a follow-up um, is staying up to date. Um, what, what did you have in mind here? Um, and there was something I, I took away from the previous company that I worked on. Uh, they were really uh, into staying up to date with your dependencies and software uh, that you use uh, uh, just to stay ahead of uh, any issues that might arise in the future. Uh, you uh, want to enable the team to uh, get up to date consistently and uh, as quickly as possible. Uh, so, uh, what I inherited from my, uh, from my previous company is the knowledge to, to, to create a, a useful, uh, Maven script that really just updates all the dependencies, brute forces it, and then, uh, you can allow to roll it out all for all the, the services we have. And if a build fails, then, uh, we're going to investigate a little bit why, and if it's a big issue, then, uh, it, we might decide, okay, we're going to park this for now, uh, roll back the that version and uh, and address it at a later time. Uh, so right now we're going uh, we're on uh, Spring uh, 3.1 and 3.2 is giving some issues. So uh, that's something we're going to postpone because we've got a dependency there that needs to get updated as well, but doesn't have an update yet. Uh, but that's uh, a process we do every two weeks. Uh, we just update all the versions we have. Uh, and we exclude the ones that we uh, we know that are giving troubles, uh, but uh, we're really active on staying up to date with the latest versions of every dependency we use, uh, and that's uh, uh, really cool. I um I really like that idea, and then you know some some people have trouble even justifying the investment of like keeping the dependencies up to date. And, um, and so lately I found the conversation to be a little bit easier because a lot of frameworks are doing LTS windows or like long-term support windows. And then you can make it an argument of like security or, you know, staying up, up to date within security, as long as you're in the LTS window. Um, some frameworks are just like, we don't support any previous versions. Some some do have like security updates for older versions and things like that. But I think generally speaking, um, you know, having a conversation around what LTS windows there are, and then also, you know, those are all really good. But I, I totally agree. I think that things that fall out of date are so much harder to bring up to speed once you've, you know, really gotten old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the... Uh... If you, don't, if you guys don't mind a bit of a story time, this one really resonates with me. I'm glad you brought this up, Robin. I'd be curious your thoughts on it. But um, at the current mob I'm on, we support 20 to 30 different uh, products, internal, external, and repos. And we had one uh, defining experience for our whole mob that made us do a paradigm shift radical in the other direction. And that was we were asked something the last time one of those products had been built was like three years ago. And it was in a kind of esoteric technology, you know, not something that's like used by millions and millions of people. And it literally had been so long since it's been built that it was impossible to rebuild. Like it just on today's computers, on old computers we could find, on every, like nothing, we couldn't get this thing to build. We put so much time into it. And so we eventually had to rebuild it. But um, what the radical shift we made from that point on, which is kind of, 
in many ways, the essence of continuous delivery. But for all our 20 to 30 products, every time we touch one of them, we put them on an automated schedule to daily get the latest, build, run tests, and deploy. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> because whenever, because it, it does lead to, you know, every morning we call it like, oh, what's the explosion Kanban or whatever? Like, you know, what blew up today um, and didn't, didn't make it through the pipeline? But it's always easy to solve when it happened in the last 12 to 24 hours, right? Like, oh, we go look yeah. at it and so-and-so updated their, you know, version from three to four. And, you know, we look online and then it's like they've destroyed everyone with the, whatever breaking change they made, right? <laughs> and so um, so it's usually really easy to solve. But when it was huge, like over the scope of years, it it was just it was unwieldy. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's a losing battle. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, so I definitely resonate with what you're saying there. <laughs> How did the team take yeah. this uh, new approach? Mm. Um, I think uh, uh, one of the other team members really favored this approach as well. And I already had a, a good uh, couple of ideas as well for now how to uh, contribute to this uh, to this solution. And uh, uh, he also made the compatibility checks. So uh, you can, we had a couple of libraries uh, and uh, my my idea was, okay, let's just update it and see if that stuff builds. <laughs> but he, he also uh, introduced the compatibility checks. So to uh, uh, the, the applications using those new libraries, those new builds uh, get built as well with the new libraries to see if they are compatible. Uh, so yeah, that really helps to have that uh, stuff automated for you, uh, and you only need to check the the build pipelines. Uh, for, okay, what's broken? Just like Austin said, uh, and uh, um, uh, they really uh, see the benefit as well uh, of staying up to date. Uh, the company uh, itself also is really. Uh, uh, as, uh, investing in this, they have a separate team that that uh, kind of spreads the idea. Oh, guys, you need to stay up to date. Uh, run the OWASP checks and uh, and stuff like that. Uh, the security is uh, uh, how do you say it? It's uh, regarded highly in this in this company. So that's uh, really awesome as well. So they really uh, uh, yeah give you the the resources and the time to to spend uh, time on this as well so yeah so yeah that took not that didn't really take long to convince the team to adapt this uh, solution as well and on cool cool well another uh follow-up area was uh you've done your mommy journey that's uh, noted some of the challenges and benefits uh what were kind of the side effects of the side effects uh so things you know impacts farther reaching than just the immediate team uh you know the what your experience has been there <laughs> yeah all right um well uh the other teams were really interested in, in uh, really uh interested in so is that really gonna work the way they're working uh so uh the company itself asked uh, me uh, asked us uh, fine, okay uh what are you guys doing and do you want to uh, the other teams are kind of scratching their head what, what's going on over there uh do you want to uh, give a talk uh, do you want to introduce what 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 you guys are doing and um uh, i'm a midlancer so i'm uh, external to this company and uh, uh 
uh, my own uh, boss, uh, the company that I work at is uh, Rockstars IT, that also uh, wanted to give me a, a, a talk uh, about this subject. So, okay, uh, let's just, uh, because I was so passionate about when I spoke to it with my uh, managers uh, from uh, from that company, they said, okay, is this something you want to share with uh, more people? I said, hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, I gave a talk there as well. And uh, we've got uh, in the Java world, you have uh, like these jugs that are all around the world uh, where people who are uh, in the business industry uh, uh, give talks about topics. Uh, we had a few local of those as well. And they, the company that I currently work with is Cadaster. Uh, they, uh, they are hosting one of those as well, those events. Uh, it's a meetup. And uh, they were looking for speakers. And uh, uh, when they asked for us, ah, does anyone have a topic? Uh, my teammates started laughing and pointing at me. Says, okay, okay, I'll give a talk about mob programming. Uh, but it's, uh, and it's really fun uh, to give talks like that uh, because uh, there are people that are, are showing up are uh, really curious about this subject. Uh, every time I ask, uh, I have given free talks now, every time I have asked uh, the, the the group that's there, uh, who knows more programming, who has uh, slightly heard of it, maybe knows it only in theory, or uh, is actually more programming. The responses are reasons I've never heard about it. It's, that's that's the majority of the, of the, of the group uh, I've had. One time there was one person that was mobbing every day as well. Uh, and I've had a really fun conversation uh, with him uh, about his experience as well. Um, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's really fun to see that you're doing something that's kind of out of the ordinary. And, uh, uh, and, to, and if you speak with people about it, they're just, oh yeah, that, oh, oh yeah that might actually work, but not <laughs> in my company. <laughs> this is, I, I bet it will. Just give it a try. I'm trying to, uh, to convince uh, people to, to start mobbing as well. I've, I know uh, that uh, at my previous company, I had one colleague that's uh, mobbing one time a day uh, with his team now. Every time they are at the office, uh, they usually work remotely. Uh, they're uh, attempting to mob as well, and uh, and uh, they're facing the same struggles as uh, as we had in 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 the beginning. Some people are getting fatigued, and uh, <laughs> uh, but it's uh, uh, really fun to see that uh, I'm influencing people around me to start mobbing as well. Uh, some junior uh, uh, developer also came to me. Uh, we had this problem in my team and uh, uh, multiple people tried to solve it solo, never worked. Uh, and I opted uh, after your talk to to start address it with the complete team, not not really calling it mobbing, but let's all get together and try to tackle this problem. And, it, and they solved it in half a day. Uh, feedback like that is really making me happy. Uh, so it's just spreading the, the goodness of mobbing. It's uh, it was really fun and uh, kind of unexpected when I started my own journey with uh, with my team. Nice, yeah. nice, yeah. It, it reminds me. Uh, it, it is kind of a fun thing to community to be a part of because sometimes it feels like you know you you get in a spaceship, you go to another planet, 
and you arrive and they're like, what is, what is, what is a human? And you're like the first person to explain to them this radical new concept, you know? And so uh, it's, 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 it's daunting, but also quite fun to, uh, you know, take on that. Cause I think it's just the, the contexts are so wildly different, you know, it's, uh, uh, <laughs> that, uh, yeah, but in, in there's, there's a lot of fun in that as well. Uh, having it from that perspective, um, mm-hmm. we are starting to get to the end of our time box. Um, is there anything you'd like to share a plug before we close? Uh, no, not really. Just, uh, everyone should start mobbing. I think it's, uh, <laughs> awesome and it really helps, uh, creating uh, productivity. So, uh, uh, give it a go if you have never tried it. And uh, it really uh, helps with anything, really. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, thank you, Robin, so much for being on the show. It's uh, quite wonderful for having me. Yeah, quite wonderful for you to uh, be sharing your story with us. We really appreciate that. Um, You know, it's great to have all these, uh, so to speak, case studies of people's experiences all around the world, trying it out. And uh, so to our audience, if... uh, if you uh, enjoyed Robin's story and his team's story, uh, please uh, share this episode with others uh, to spread the good word. And uh, also, you know, if uh, you know any of the topics um, were inspiring on improving design, scouting, staying up to date with the latest packages, and uh, kind of the side effects of side effects of mobbing and uh, what what that's been like in your organization as well, please uh, like and subscribe. Share your experiences in the comments on LinkedIn, YouTube, uh, X, and more. And uh, Until next time, uh, mob on and have a good one, everybody. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.